Paul Kisley, thanks very much indeed for joining us on this week's Red or Blue. And looking at you, you're clearly still playing. You're clearly still having a go. Is that the case? Um, well, I retired last year, Taz. Um, but I'm still playing for your brother on a Saturday. So in the amateur league, so yeah, I'm still having a go. And you're still enjoying playing football, putting the kids on, putting the boots on and, and getting out there having a go. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I finished work yesterday and, and we had a game yesterday between ourselves and I was thinking of coming home thinking, oh, I could do without this. But then when you get a shower and you get your boots and you're on your way, you're maze up then. And then when you get there, it's, it's, you still get the same buzz as you did when you were a kid. What was, the, what was the thought process behind retiring? Because you're still a young man. You're still obviously in very good nick. Yeah, so I, I was I was managing a team in Brighton called White Talk, who yeah. ever nearly got in it a few yeah. years ago in the FA right. Cup, and we were on a good run. And then the pandemic hit, and I was I was travelling back and forth between Liverpool and Brighton, uh, commuting after games, and and my brother's done very well in in pro- with with property and development. So I sort of I've gone and joined him as a, as a project manager. Um, and, and I'm doing my own um, buying and selling houses, renovating houses and selling. So I thought, ah, football, I've been in it since I was a kid and it's getting harder. It was getting harder every year to, to get contracts, to get clubs, to get... So I thought, ah, do you know what? It's harder sticking out and trying to go into coaching and management or sort of something that was laid on for me, really, which, yeah. which is a bit, a bit more of a, a safer career in a way. So with having a little girl and that, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to, you know, I still love the game, I still love playing, but I just felt it was a bit more secure yeah, than, than getting the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the Evertonians that have heard of White Talk, all they know is that it's it's a long way away, so the, the, the commute to get back home must have been a bit of a drag at times, JP, as well for you. Oh, it, it, it was, I, I, the owner was a friend of mine, he was brilliant with me, so he'd give me Monday off, so... After the game, I'd, I'd come home and I'd have Sunday, Monday with my, my daughter and then I'd go back Tuesday to Saturday. But it was, it was, it was it's like a good six hours. Like It's, it's a good trip. But it's a, it's a brilliant place to live. Brighton, it's great. Yeah. It's right in the middle of Brighton and it's a really, really good place to live. And I, I, the club's fantastic as well. It's got its own, you know, good little crowd of supporters. And it's, you know, it's, it's a club that, you know, it's got good investments as well. It could sort of slip down the leagues a little bit. But it's got a good... Good staff there now, and the owners are very ambitious and well to them. So, look out for them. The, the are definitely on the way back up. Like, look out for White So, let's go right back to the beginning, JP. How old were you when you first joined Everton Football Club? So, I was five, Daz. Five when I first <laughs> went to, it when I first went to Nedham, but it, it was before yeah. the Porter Cabins. Remember the, the house? Yeah. It was yeah. just like the house, and it was just flat pitches, and it, yeah, more five it was, yeah. To, to progress through to play for the reserves, which is what you did, and we'll come on to that shortly, from the age of five, that's a heck of a commitment, that, isn't it? Not just for yourself, but for your family as well, because that's a long journey. Yeah, but you know what, Taj, it's, um, it, it's brilliant. I, I, you, knew, you, knew, you knew not a difference. You really did. You knew not a difference. And right up until sort of around the age of... I think the hardest ages between 16 to 20 for young lads. I think anything before that, it's just pure enjoyment. Pure, pure, just you're playing football, no pressure. But the minute you sort of contracts start getting talked about and, you know, you stay, that's when it's difficult, you know, when your lads are at school and they're going out with the mates and, and you're at that age where that's the most difficult period. 
And if you've been there for a long time as well, and it's not really going well for you, or in that period you're not sort of you know making an impression with the first team, or you're not you're not in and around it. I think to keep your focus and keep to your commitments from being at an academy right through is is quite difficult. I think you know that's where I've always said sixteen to twenty since obviously. My career sort of at Everton ends as you look back and you think, wow, well, you know, and that that for young players is the hardest stage, the most important stage, yeah. but the hardest as well. Um, before you reached that stage, you were a you were a name at the academy. You were a name at the football club. People at the football club were aware of John Paul Kissing because you tended to play above your own age group, and and, and you were making a name for yourself. Were, were you aware of that at the time? Were you aware that you were becoming a little bit of a name at the club? Um. No, not really, because Everton's not Everton when I was there, as wasn't like that. You just get put right in your place. Like the likes of Staff and, and Sage and everyone was just, everyone was just brilliant like that. There was no, you know, there was no room for goals, really. It wasn't, it wasn't really like that. You know, it, mm. Everton, I, I, I don't know, the Liverpool's a bit different, United City, but Everton when I was there it was a little, it was just the lads and it was down to earth and, you know, there was no real room for goals. I, that's how I felt anyway and, and like obviously you you know you can when agents start knocking and things like that and mm-hmm. they're obviously but no there was as I say you, you get put in your place if you you've got a bully station like you you never ever did you kept yourself grounded but were you, how do you deal with the expectation because there was a lot of expectation on you when a young player plays for Everton and even for England at an age group above his own age there's a level of expectation isn't there. Yeah, yeah, in, in a way, does in, in a way that is, but like, yeah, for, for, for me, like, obviously, you, you, you like people, you, you used to speak and always got a chance and things like that, but you were speaking about other players as well, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. but as I say, you, you get it like, you get a shot at how good the first team players are, you can think you're good, and then the minute you go up, like, that was the biggest shock for me, do you know what I mean? And I think, you know, the gaffer was amazing. He was brilliant, and he, you know, he was absolutely fantastic at his job. And you can see how well he's doing now at West Ham. But yeah. I don't think I fitted in to the way he he liked to play. In a way, I was I, I was I wasn't really quick. I was small, so I needed the players at the It was a little bit like a bit of a play, like tried to be a little bit of a playmaker. And you know, when you go up and you you you're watching players, and you go like, when I first went up, to how good Ozzy was. Mm. How good Ozzy was, and then how good Mikel was, and then like how even the likes of Ibo, you can't you couldn't get past them. You were thinking, uh, like honestly, <laughs> the shock you get when you go up and you think, right, I've got it all to do here. You, you, I think that that brings you back down to life a little bit, yeah. to the earth a little bit as well. When you realise how hard the competition is. Can you remember how you felt when you first went across the train with the first thing? You know what? That's like one of the first times I can remember was I don't know, right? We played. Barnsley behind closed doors. I think it was, I think it was for, for I think it was for Andy Van der Meijer, yeah, J- Jags and Bainsey. and he dragged Andy off for half time because he wouldn't run back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, and actually I'd, I'd done all right, and I was made up, and, and then I went up a couple of times, and and I, I thought it's done okay, do you know what I mean? And you know, the, the lads seemed to like me, but. As there was just boss players there, like you know, I was trying to get in at Ed's and McKell and Ed's and PR, and and they were just just on a different level, you know. The, 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 the really like them three players for me were just you know, you just yeah, you know, and it was a good challenge. You think I might okay, I just I think you know, 
I've always said I don't think I was as good as Mikel or by any means, but I felt that I, I deserved I had the same chance to, that Jose got and, and, and Wallace. And I felt that I deserved as much a goal as, as they got, um, which didn't really happen for me. But, you know, good luck to them. They were both two really, really good players and good mates of mine. But I felt I deserved as much a goal as, as them. But, it, you know, it, it never worked out like that. But You, you travelled with the first yeah. team a few times, didn't you? Yeah, I travelled. I think I travelled about fifteen times that season, and it was that that I was on the bench on the derby, um, which you know I don't think many lads from Liverpool can say you know no, being involved no. in a Merseyside no. derby. You know, well, you know, if I didn't kick a ball again, it I knew then you know after that was unbelievable. And the year the year I was on the bench, the year we got the final, the FA Cup, and you know it was just it was a brilliant brilliant season to get Europe as well you know yeah. travel from Alkmaar away and you know someone who's absolutely idolised everything from a kid right the way through to, to, to be just even to be involved I felt I felt I'd so well you know what I mean so absolutely. I just yeah absolutely did you think you had a little sniff when you went out to Alkmaar oh I just was a few times I thought I'd have a get out of here or <laughs> and it just it's just it, one was a good one was in um, Middlesbrough away when Gozzi made his debut, yeah. I was out to me and Dan, who was going to start, and I remember Taff saying to me, you've got a chance here, in the week, and oh, I couldn't sleep, <laughs> couldn't sleep, and then, they went with Dan, and then, he, I think the next game, he scored the, uh, the equaliser, in, in the derby, yeah. but you know, they're just a little bit, to look that, that you need, and you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't get it, that's it, but Dan was another great lad, another posh lad, who I was close to, so you know, he's gone on to have a great career, hasn't he? Did, Dave Mo- did David Moyes speak to you much at the time? Did he say, listen, keep going, your chance will come? No, he wasn't that type. I don't, I don't think he, 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 he... I remember him saying when we all went up and if you made a mistake, he'd go, you know, I haven't got time to teach you. It was, it's, and that's how it is around the first team. You know, it's, it, you know, he's got a job to do to get three points on Saturday. And when you go up with the first team, you know, even if you're 17, 18, you've got to be ready and you've got to be making them play and hit the ground running and... If you don't, you know, I think his 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 mentality was I haven't got time to teach you, you've got to be ready. And and you know, I don't think he was one of them who put his arm around you or I think, you know, he was different than that, but he was he was great. He was great like in the scene and the well, in the canteen and he was great like things like that. But like I don't think he was a manager that put his arm around you. It was just, you know, show me and I'll pick it if I think you're ready and, and, and that's the way he was. I remember we were expecting to go out on loan. When you reached a certain stage of your development, but we weren't expecting Gretna. How did that come about? Yeah. Do you know what? I loved it. When I first went, I was like, it was Mick Wadsworth, who, who, who was a great, great fella. Yeah. Mick, um, yeah, he did. I think he was the director of football there and he was struggling in the SPL. And I was a bit unsure at the start when I first went, but I think that, like, that's a mistake I made. I should have went out on loan and stayed on, out on loan and I should have made more of an effort to go out on loan. But I was that desperate to play for Everton mm. that I was blind. I was blinded in a way. And I think when you're never told me, it can be a little bit like that. You can be, oh, I might just laugh with him. And I should have went out on loan and stayed out for a season. And I think I'd have had more of a chance of having a better career than I did if, if I'd have done that. But um, yeah, no, Gretna was brilliant. There's some boss games, Ibrox against Rangers, yeah. 50,000. Yeah. It was a cool little club. It was a proper like um, culture shock, though, as well. I've gone from Finch Farm to like 
you wouldn't even know, like getting changed at, at the ground. That was like a Sunday league ground, having to get a mini bus to a field to train, then back. And then I was just like, oh, there's going on here. And you just, but it, it gives you, again, it gives you good ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you spoiled so much academy. You don't realize, you, you really don't realize how badly, badly spoiled you are. When it was time to, to, to actually leave Everton, did, did you think to yourself, I've done everything I can here? It's not going to happen for me. I'll just have to move on. Um, do you know what, Taz? If I'm, if I'm really, really honest, I knew, I knew from a while out I, I, I wasn't the manager's cup of tea. I, I felt, hey, I think you can't kid yourself, and I felt from a while out. So I was more gutted because it's all, it was all unknown. And 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 it, yeah. it was all it was the only place I wanted to be, and when you can't go there again, it, it just hit you. Do you know what I mean? But I was expecting it in a way as well. I was expecting it. If if I'm truthfully honest, I was expecting it. It still hurts though, doesn't it? Oh, like I I just I I remember coming down with stuff, and I've got the changes and like you know. You, you know, you're trying to be a management man and all that. And I just started crying. I don't know why. And I remember Tim, Tim Kale coming to Phil. Phil now, we were great, great lads and, and, and just like trying to control you. And it, it was, as I say, I don't know why that happened to me because I, I was expecting it. But I think it just hit you like a ton of bricks because obviously you're never thrown in. It's everything I've knew since I was five years of age. It was, was Belfield, um, Belfield, Netherton. Belfield again, Finch fan, and, and you know, going to match is just a fan as well, and then and then that happens to you, and you're just like, oh. but then you know you touch yourself down, and you go again, and ends up having an okay career. Yeah, absolutely. How long did it take you to dust yourself down and go again? When when you got home that night, or the following few days, did you just want to pack football in and look at something else? As it well, yeah, hundred hundred percent. I went. Um, I, I my brother was brilliant with me. My brother's being. Great and, and he, he come and got me. We have something to eat, and you know I was dead quiet and I was dead quiet. And I got home and I was I was bad for about a month, two months, really bad. And then Lee Clark phoned me. He had the other field job, and and he said, "Come down, I really like it. I've seen you play for the Reggies. and that was a bit of a boost. Then we were in the championship yeah. at the time. Yeah. And I went there with Lee, Lee and Terry McDermott and done a pre-season. I'd done really well, Tash. And as I was about to sign, um. The age, the age to add the time, so yeah, it's done, don't worry, you know, the, the, the trying to get down to drink water from United on loan, and they couldn't get him at the start, and then he come available, and it was short of me or him in a way, and my luck, my luck again, he picked him, but I remember Terry McDermott running after me when I was leaving, and I said to me, look, you'll be alright, like, you know, you've had really hard luck, and so you push it, and then I went up to Hamilton, in, yeah. in Scotland yeah. and, and then I got I, I left it didn't really work out there it was it didn't really yeah it just didn't work out and I, I, I got paid up and then just the key I was supposed to go to a team in Portugal in, in the January called Nadal I think they were called um, in, the, in, the, in the January just on trial and um, I had a kick around with the lads and we made the team and, and ended up doing me uh, cartilage in my knee and then after that, I ended up, I said, I don't want to play no more. So my taxi badges and got on the taxis for a bit. And I just I ended up getting on the cabs and, and, and I just thought I don't want to play no more. And 
stayed lower league there then for the next few years and but I ended up having a, a, a stayed full time for a while and you get the love back for it. I think that shows a, a real strength of character if you if you decided to give it up and go on the taxis and then play for Formby and you played for, for Newton in the, in the West Cheshire League I think but to then bounce back again and play football league for good teams, you know, your your Oldham's, your Mahasfield, your Luton Towns, it, it big strength of character that. Yeah, no, I did because I love football. I absolutely love it. I love the game. Like I love playing. I love, I love the, I love the culture side of it. Great, it made me like the having to try and sign players and all that. That wasn't really my bad, but I love the training ground. I love putting sessions on. I loved. I, I do. I really, really love the game, and 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 I still do. But yeah, so you just fall back into love with it. Really, I think. But it is hard as people. I don't think people realize it's like you know. Them lower leagues, you know, it's it's year in year out contracts, and, and you know you're not on the fortunes of the, the, the you're on good money, but you're probably on no more than a good tradesman or a good spark or a good joiner. So yeah, and then when when the when it's year in year out, and you're thinking, you know, oh, how long have I got left? How long, you know, am I going to get a contract next season? What's the money going to be like? It's it is it's hard, you know, you're trying to pay your mortgage and. And your bills and, and, and things like that, and it, it's a, it is it, it's a worry and it's hard than people think. Did you get recognised while you were driving the taxis? No, I never. You know, <laughs> I never. I, I, no, no, when I went, no, no, I never don't think no. Was there a time when you were getting recognised around Goodison and around the city, though, when you, when you were a kid, when you were coming through, when you were on the fringe? Yeah. Of the what was that like? Yeah, no, brilliant, really good. Really good. It is. It, it is. Listen, if anyone says you don't feel on top of the world, off with the lion. You know, it's it's nice. Do you know what I mean? It is. It's, it's it's a nice thing. But yeah, no, it was good. I, you know, you do. I think you enjoy that as a, as a young lad. And, and 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 you know, it's yeah, it is. It's nice. It's, it is nice to get recognised. That you know, playing for everything because it's a big, it's a big thing. You know what I mean? You're playing for a massive club, and you know, it's it's your, it's your, it's your boy old club. Your mates support them and. You know, it's, it's yes, it's very good. It's really good. Have you done your coaching badges, JP? Yeah, got them, Sash. Yeah, I've got them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I've, I've always something I want to do in, in, in the future. Definitely, just just trying to set the foundations of this career, hopefully, and then yeah, and then and then get back into then then definitely get back into it. Yeah, I, I read up that when you were at Luton talking to coaches, you had a bit of an altercation when Gary Brabham took you off. Now I know Gary Brabham. Brabs is a great lad, but. I wouldn't want an altercation with him. Sash, honestly, I don't know what I don't know what possession you know. Perhaps in <laughs> a Bosch mate of mine, I'm doing a renovation now around the corner for this. So I see him every day, and you know what? He's the one of the nicest fellows you'll, you'll ever meet, yeah. honestly. And he's a big art case, isn't he? He's a really <laughs> big art case. Absolutely, yeah. But you know what, Sash? Like when I signed, for, I was thinking, oh my god, he's going to be a lunatic. Uh, but he's the most placid manager I've ever played for. I'll have that. And he, you know, he, he was brilliant. He was great, great with me, and I've got so much time for him. I I was just frustrated at the time, and 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 he's a if, if Paul Carden went in the way. He's absolutely ripped me head off. But Cardi <laughs> saved that. 
Cardi saving, that's it. <laughs> you still an Evertonian? Still following the Blues? Oh, 100%. I think Ancelotti is fantastic. And I think, mm. you know, yeah, I absolutely still 100%. And one thing I want to do is take my girl the game and, and, and definitely keep, keep, keep going because I think, I think he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant manager, isn't he? And, and, you know, I think the more, the longer he's there, the better he'll, he'll, be, he'll bring his own own players. And, and, you know, I think the three signs he's made have been phenomenal. Mm. Alan, things are unbelievable. Uh, Rodriguez, different class. And, you know, I, the, 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 he's just, yeah, he's, he's brilliant. He really is. Are you able to watch Everton now and enjoy it for being an Evertonian rather than thinking, that could have been me? I wish that was me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, Flash. Yeah. 100%, definitely. Was there, was, there, was there a stage after you'd left when you were watching Everton and you would think you, you couldn't enjoy watching Everton because you wanted so badly to be you out there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So everyone asked ask, ask me this, was you bitter? Or was you, I wasn't, you know, I really wasn't because I had, I had, I was treated, I was treated even from a kid, from the likes of Neil Jusniff, who was amazed, Gary Ablett, was, I, I was treated phenomenal, you know, uh, you know, I, I got a lot out of Everton and help, and you know, I, you know, I got good contracts, and 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 I got you know help away from football as well with the different things and support, and you know, Mike Dickinson was brilliant with me. Um, really, really got a lot of time for Mike, and and no, so I wasn't. I was bitter. I was bitter that I never played, but only bitter because I thought, ah, oh, you know what I mean, but. Not better towards the club or the even or, or, or anyone. Just like wish them all the best and still looks out for them. Do you know what I mean?